The following is a production of Different Brains. Visit us at differentbrains.org. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And today we have with us Brian Schulman, who's a Forbes entrepreneur. He writes articles. He says LinkedIn changed his life. He's going to teach us a whole bunch of stuff. He's got great things going on. And he just also happens to have Tourette syndrome. Brian, welcome. Hello, Aki. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's great to be with you. Well, why don't you now do a proper introduction of yourself because I messed that one up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, sure. So, uh, you know, usually it's it's something along the lines of uh, known as the godfather of LinkedIn video, one of the world's top video marketing experts, uh, been on the internet since it was green screen and chat rooms, uh, 21 years of proven digital marketing experience, strategizing with the uh, IR500 and Fortune 500 brands across the globe. I am a Forbes featured entrepreneur, a LinkedIn top voice, serve on a number of boards. I'm a trusted advisor and mentor to to founders and company across the globe. Uh, And I was named the 2019 LinkedIn Video Creator of the Year. I'm one of the pioneering top LinkedIn Video and LinkedIn Live creators in the world. In July of 2019, I actually broke the LinkedIn Live record for broadcasting for more than four hours live. I do do speaking across the globe, obviously not at the moment, uh, based on the state of the world that we are in, but through workshops and uh, and one-on-one mastery coaching, uh, Voice Your Vibe teaches founders and C-suite execs who want to find their voice and show up and don't know how, how to voice their vibe and how to attract their tribe and how to tell a story people will fall in love with on LinkedIn through video. Yeah, but why aren't you energetic? <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. really an introvert. I'm really an introvert, as you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> He's come out as an introvert. You heard it. First. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true, actually, though. I mean, when I was younger, it was very different, for sure. Well, tell yeah. us about growing up with Tourette's syndrome. Yeah, and I want to do this for you, Hacky, in a way I've been doing recently. And I think, you know, our voices are so much more powerful through the voices of others. Um, And I think it's the stories that we share that we really connect with. Um, So I'm a dad, and uh, I have an almost 20-year-old who's a first year in college and a almost 18-year-old who's a a junior in high school. And so my my daughter walked into my office and um, handed me a couple pieces of paper her senior year and, and just basically sat down and was waiting for me to, to read it. And um, it says at the top, four-way speech contest essay. And I didn't know what it was. And all I saw was the title and it says, Live to Inspire. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read this because it actually shares my story uh, from her voice. So and bear with me because I've I've yet to get through this without losing it. So I'll, I'll do my best. How cool is this? This is great. <laughs> Let's hear it. Your daughter right. wrote this. That yes, is. Yes, she did. What's better than that, pal? I'm with you 100, yeah. Hacky. 100. So it's it's entitled "Live to Inspire," and um and so here here it goes. So the story about to be told is about an extraordinary man, now 42 years young, who accepted all the obstacles life had to throw at him. 
Now, I know you may be thinking that everyone has different obstacles they just overcome throughout their lifetime. Uh, so how is he different from you and I? Well, what makes this particular man different from you and I is the tactic he used when faced with these obstacles. What makes him different from you and I is that he took these obstacles and used them to help make a difference and inspire others to never let life get in the way of their greatness and achievements. What makes us different from everyone else is not the obstacles that life throws at us, but what we do when faced with these obstacles. Will you choose to accept defeat or will you choose to persevere? On May 13th, 1975, a child was born in Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles. And this child was born three months early, weighing a pound and a half, and because of that, was a premature baby. And during the early 80s, he was diagnosed with Tourette's syndrome, which is a type of twick, uh, a tick or twitch, involuntary repetitive movements and vocalization type of neurological disorder. And one day at camp, the counselors had to take this young boy to a payphone, tears streaming down his face to call his mother because his neck was constantly snapping to one side over and over and over again. He went to various doctors who performed countless medical examinations to try and find a cure for his disorder. Every doctor said the same thing. He's fine. He'll grow out of it. And one day in fifth grade, he stood up in front of his entire class and shared with them what Tourette's syndrome was and what living Tourette's syndrome was like. A huge weight was lifted off his shoulders once he shared his story with his classmates, and it generated many supporters, whether they be friends, parents, or teachers. Finally, a specialist at UCLA told him he would never be able to get rid of his disorder alone and suggested he take a special drug called clonidine to help with the tics. Unfortunately, with this drug came horrible side effects. He made a conscious decision not to take the pills after a few years and try and master his condition through focus and determination. After a while, the ticks started to diminish, and for the most part, they went away. No one knows what life has in store for them. All we can do is live until we're forced to face an obstacle in which we must make a choice to either overcome or accept defeat. The rotary four-way test demonstrates how one person can make a difference in the lives of others. With the experiences this boy had to face came a life lesson. With determination, perseverance, and support from others, anything can happen. Now at 42 years young, this man chooses to use his story to make a difference in others' lives by inspiring people in times of uncertainty. He implements the Rotary's motto, Service Before Self, by finding the light in those who cannot find it in themselves, supporting them through their tough obstacles. He helps lift people's spirits and hopes in times of hopelessness and despair. He helps people turn their ideas and dreams into realities. He helps build people from the ground up in hopes they too one day share their stories with others. He makes a difference in this world each and every day, which inspires others to make a difference as well. Who may you ask is this man? Well, he is my father. 
out of all the lives he's made the biggest difference in, I believe he's made the biggest difference in mine. He's inspired me to never give up on what I believe in, to always do what makes me happy. But most importantly, to always live every day as if it were the last. Because we're never guaranteed a tomorrow. As Gandhi once said, be the change you wish to see in the world. Making a difference in the lives of others is my dad's change. What will be, what will be yours? Well, thanks for making me cry too. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was beautiful. Oh my God. <laughs> you know, and what timing, because we're, we're doing this interview in the midst of this coronavirus thing. And when did she write this? January of 2018. Wow. I mean, how appropriate to write at this time. I mean, uh, look, I don't want to interview you. I want to interview her. Forget about you. <laughs> her. Wow. Now, what's she doing now? She is. A, she's a freshman in college. She's uh, getting going to get a degree in chemical engineering. She wants to get her master's and a PhD, and she wants to be a forensic scientist. Not too smart, huh? <laughs> no, she gets definitely gets that from her mother. <laughs> and uh, you have another child as well. I do. I have a son. Again, he'll be eighteen in September. He, uh, yeah, he's just. They're both straight A students. They're both brilliant. They have huge hearts. Uh, he, uh, he actually got accepted to the Naval Academy's summer leadership program, which apparently is a really big deal because wow. it's really hard to get into. Uh, and he. Uh, yeah, he plays lacrosse, although, again, none of this stuff is happening right now. They're literally both at home with, with uh, being quarantined and, uh, and everything. But, um, yeah, he uh, aeronautical engineering, aerospace engineering is, I think, kind of the direction he's thinking about. Again, he's a junior in high school, so he's got some time. But, uh, yeah, they're both amazing hacky. Like, I'm the proudest dad in the world. Like, uh, I just I, I couldn't be luckier to have two two kids that again, they have huge hearts and they care about people and they're, they get their mother's brilliance and, um, you know, they're just, uh, they're really good human beings. So what is the big advice you would have for one of our audience who might have Tourette's syndrome? What advice would you have? Yeah, you know, it's it's a really good question, Hacky. Um, so I've I have a, f a few friends of mine that are part of my LinkedIn family that have Tourette's, and we literally met on LinkedIn. And one of them actually posted a video of him twitching on camera. He wasn't saying anything. It was one of the hardest things he's ever done. And and the amount of people that showed up that actually showed up with either saying they had Tourette's or their kids had Tourette's. I wound up getting on the phone with a mom and her twelve year old son through this um, engagement that we had online and and we started to have a conversation and 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 she was like looking for help because she just wasn't sure how to help her son and and I I so get that and I started to that's, excuse me that's when you make all the deals with God when it comes time to help your kid and I I uh, we can swap stories about that sometime yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I, I, 
I was trying to help her understand from my perspective as the child, right? And I let her know, hey, I'm sure my mom would be happy to talk to you anytime and give you her perspective, right? Uh, and he was pretty nervous to get on, but he wound up coming down. We wound up just talking and, and they asked questions, you know, like, how did you get through it? How are you getting through it? You know, and, and, and so, you know, for me personally, before I knew what it was, Hacky, like everything was was in disarray because we didn't know what was wrong with me. You know, it was lots of doctor visits, you know, and, and I mean, Tourette's has a much heightened, high, uh, higher sense of visibility today, but it's still so minimal comparatively to, you know, other diseases or neurological disorders, what have you, right? Um, so there, there's a need for greater sense of awareness as much as possible. But I, anyone that I ever come across that has Tourette's, I always want to hear their story because I want to know what they've gone through. And I find similarities. I also find similarities in in how you kind of can get through it without taking medicine. So for me, there were three things that were kind of constant. Uh, and I find this consistent across folks that have Tourette's. Um, one is Music. Music has been a part of my life. I've been a musician my entire life. I remember sitting in front of the piano for hours in the dark playing, and it was like I was in another body. And I think it has a lot to do with focus. Uh, now, it doesn't have to be music, but I think when you find that thing that you focus on and then you're out of your head, right? Because, again, remember, Tourette's, it's uncontrollable, and usually you don't know you're doing them. So... You know, at the height of mine, I was jumping up and down, somersaulting from room to room, lots of auditory noises, facial expressions, intense neck twitches, wrist flicking, and a lot of these things would commingle. And yet with music, I was outside of myself. Um, dancing was another one. My mom always said, I'm going to teach you how to dance, and you're going to love me for it because all the girls are going to love you. And, and she was right. Like, it was definitely <laughs> one of those things that I was grateful for. But psychologically, I thought about it after because I do have a degree in psychology, and I did get it to better understand people and to better understand myself because I didn't. I didn't understand why I was treated the way I was and being bullied and being treated different and, and all of that. And so dancing, when I thought back to it, right, we're all all together on a dance floor most people are flailing in ways they wouldn't with their arms and moving their body in weird ways and making weird faces and noises right and maybe i felt normal in a sea of people that felt different and abnormal right um but dancing was always one of those things for me that i loved and and i think it was also because i could be out of control and not have to worry about how i was going to be looked at right uh the other is comedy and no, I'm not a comedian, but growing up, I figured, well, if I'm already, quote unquote, weird and different, I might as well do it on my terms. And if people are going to laugh, I want them to laugh on my terms. Right. So I got really good at doing impressions. Uh, and, and I loved watching comedians growing up. So this was in more of the 80s. So I'm talking like young Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, uh, Sam Kennison, like uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I loved watching the Three Stooges, and it's weird because, again, when I think back psychologically, they're all physical comedians, and they were all doing things with their bodies and their voices that were, again, they were different, right, from the quote-unquote normal and standing out in ways that were different. So, um, yeah, so anyway, those are the three things outside of the the drugs, which at that time were experimental, um, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to tell someone one way or the other what's going to be best for them. You know, I, I think the thing is, is again, it, 
it's, it's figuring out what works best for you. I had to stop taking the medicine because it literally would knock me out for 30 minutes at a time. I'd fall asleep in class. It was bad. And, and I, I wasn't telling everyone at that time what was going on. So all they knew was, well, what's wrong with this kid? Why is he falling asleep in class? He's a, you know, a latchkey, right? Um, and, and eventually I, I let all that out and I wound up writing a couple papers about it and, and spoke about it in front of my classmates and uh, in fifth grade. And, you know, I wrote a paper in college and that kind of stuff, right? But, but it wasn't ever anything that I talked about publicly. The one thing I will say is that, you know, anyone that has a disorder of any kind, you know, it's a gift. It's a gift and it never looks like a gift. And I say that because in high school, I literally passed by a classmate walking down the stairs as I was going up and I saw him do three ticks, one after the other. And I knew without a shadow of doubt in my mind that he had Tourette's, but I know he had no idea. And I went home to my mom and I said, mom, I know one of my classmates has Tourette's. What do we do? Like, I want to, I want to help because I knew what we went through and the pains that we went through trying to get an answer from somebody, anybody, right? Because no one had an answer. And so long story short, we wound up to getting them to UCLA and to the same specialist and all that. And we were able to help. And it meant, it meant so much to know that while it was so hard to deal with what I was dealing with growing up, that I was able to use that to help someone that otherwise they would just kept going on and think, who knows, right? Really? Wow. Powerful stuff. Let's switch. Let's switch up now. Let's tell us about your love affair with LinkedIn and how it's made such a difference to you. Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. And I, I'll say this because it comes up a lot through LinkedIn. So I I get this question a lot, which is how are you so positive and so happy all the time? Like literally, how do you do that? And, and I think it's, you know, based on the short story that I shared with you from my daughter, right. You know, coming where I have and literally fighting for every breath to make it into this world as a pound and a half miracle baby that wasn't supposed to live. And, and then being diagnosed with Tourette's and being the weird kid and dealing with bullying and adversity growing up, you know, I, I wanted to give out the positive or the opposite of the negative I was getting, uh, and that I was receiving around me. And, and again, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I had a, a ton of positivity in my life, but I think we all realize at times one positive, one negative can overshadow a thousand positives. Right. And so I, I wanted to be a giver of good and positivity and, and strength and love and light and encouragement. And I certainly know that, that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it. And I know every breath they take is a gift. And I know that I've failed way more than I've succeeded in life and business and that I've, I've learned from every step and then I've kept getting up and kept going and that I've succeeded no matter what the outcome is because I did come to LinkedIn 16 years ago with a purpose to give out good to the universe. I didn't know how I was going to do it because it was just a digital resume and a place to look for a job back then. The platform was only a year old. There were about a million people at the time there. But I, I knew that no matter what I was going through, Hacky, that I, that I wanted to give out good 365 with the hopes to achieve my why, which is to inspire one person a day. That was my whole purpose. It wasn't about business. And I figured, well, if I could just inspire one person a day, you know, that to, to chase after their dreams and know and feel and believe that you can accomplish anything, uh, to get up one more time after you've fallen 50,000 already and 
and believe in themselves that they can get back up and they can go again and know that actually you are succeeding, even though way, way, way off in the distance, there's this huge mountain peak that you're trying to get to, right? Knowing that every step you're taking along the way is actually, you, you're accomplishing, like you're, you're actually, you're actually meeting a goal that you don't even realize, right? Um, or inspire someone who inspires someone else or put a smile on somebody's face when they don't have one or make somebody feel good about themselves when they don't because we, we all have those days, especially what, while we're going through right now with, with coronavirus, you know. But um, if I can just do one of those things, Hacky, for one person a day, then I have accomplished my mission as a human being to make the world a better place. And, and I know life has and will continue to, you know, knock me down and throw me mad curveballs just like it's doing for everybody right now right and and i will keep getting up and uh, to the plate so to speak and keep swinging because as my my mom had said to me uh she showed me a picture of me in her lap as a baby in a lion's costume and she made it like it was a homemade costume right and and i said why did you put me in a lion's costume is my my first costume right i uh, think halloween and she she said because you're you're a fighter and you literally fought for every breath to make it in this world. And so, you know, I, I always say, and I say now more than ever, you know, my hopes that everyone will keep getting up and fighting and that everyone will believe in themselves and know that, that they have a voice and that they have a story and that they matter and that they're not alone. And that, um, especially in a world like LinkedIn, that we are, we are here to support one another and that we are in it together and that we are better together. And, uh, you know, we can get through anything together. You don't ever have to think that you have to get through it alone. Very well said and very timely. You know, in boxing, we always say you, uh, you judge a champion by what he does when he gets off the canvas, you know, because we all get knocked down. We all do. That's um, right. Since you're all about customer engagement, um, what do you think it's important for businesses, even not-for-profits like differentbrains.org, uh, for us to do for, quote, customers, those you serve at a time like this of coronavirus times? I think the most important thing you can do, and this is an always thing, not just right now, is care about your customers as human beings and realize that everybody's life is being turned upside down. And the most important thing you can do is make sure that they know that they're gonna be taken care of. The best thing any business can do right now is not bang on their customers for money, not bang on them if they're past due, not, not stop their service, but let them know that they're here, that they're here with you together, that you're gonna get through it together and that, um, and that they're going to make sure that you don't lose the service that you've been needing, right? Like, imagine your electricity, right? Uh, I mean, again, it doesn't matter what your business is, but I can tell you that the most important thing you can do, again, is to take a heart-centered approach to let them know you're here for them, to be an ear for them, right? Uh, and, and let them know that we're going to get through it together. Because that right now, Hacky is going to mean so much more in 
partnership, customer stickiness, you know, just making sure that you've got a long life, long partnership together going ahead whenever we come out of this, you know, coronavirus scenario that we are in today, this pandemic. This is the time where true leaders step up and show their true colors. It is also the time where true leaders don't step up and show their true colors. Um, you know, and, and I say leaders, I'm not saying you have, to, you have to be a CEO or a founder or a C-suite executive. We're all leaders. We all have the ability to affect and to impact. Is there anything we haven't covered that you'd like to cover? You know, I, I would like to do this real quick. Um, you know, I want to give everyone that's listening, and I don't know when this show is going to air, but uh, five quick tips to becoming one of the world's top LinkedIn video creators. And this can transcend across platforms, but I urge you that's the place you need to be showing up right now for the reasons that I described, right? Be where the people are. Uh, your customers are there. Your prospects are there. Your partners are there. Everybody is there. Um, so, so let me give you these tips, okay? Tip number one is show up and be human. I know it sounds weird. It's like, well, why wouldn't I do that anyway? Put the phone in front of your face, put it in selfie mode, hit record, and you'll understand. It's not as easy as it sounds, but I will tell you, every time you do it, you get a little bit less uncomfortable. You get more comfortable being uncomfortable. Show up and be human is, is tip one. Tip two is engage in support. Build community and shine your light bright on others. If you, if you remember a couple things that we talk about today, like just know that every social platform is about one thing and one thing only. It's about the people, right? Each of these companies give you the digital playground, and we as the kindergartners can decide to show up and play with each other on the playground, right? So build, engage and support, build community, and, and, and shine your light bright on others. That's tip two. Tip three is create. You have a voice and a story that matters, and a voice and a story that can positively affect, impact, and inspire another human being's life. And there is no greater gift to give, and there is no greater gift to be received. Show up on video. Share your stories. It's all about relatability, okay? Talk about what you're interested in. Talk about what you're excited about. Talk about what you're passionate about. Talk about what you're scared about, right? In the times that we're in right now, everyone's terrified. Well, if you talk about that, that's relatable. We're all going through that right now. And again, it's all about relatability, uh, again, remember, remember, 60 seconds or less is your best friend. The reason why is because everyone has 60 seconds. On LinkedIn, it's not like a YouTube where you have a tab, tab and it shows all your videos. This is you're scrolling through your feed and you're seeing videos. So you want to capture their attention. And if they don't know who you are, I always say people have to fall in love with you before they're going to listen to what you have to say. Well, 60 seconds everyone has, but if you're talking two minutes and more and they don't know who you are, they're going to keep scrolling. Tip four, be consistent. Consistency is key to success in anything, okay? So create a, a content strategy, a calendar. Just think about like the calendar that you used to write on or the calendar in your phone uh, uh, or in your email app or what have you. Create a level of consistency that works for you. Uh, and then tip five is collaborate incredible things happen when we come together. Look at what we're doing right now, Hacky, right? We have come together through a digital medium 
to be able to share and to, you know, voice our vibes, right? And, and, and do that to our tribes and, uh, and come together in a way through social distancing, right? We, uh, we need to. And also because you're in Fort Lauderdale and I'm in San Diego and obviously we can't get on a plane right now. So it, it's, it's, it's amazing what you can do with technology, guys. And, and I think the other thing, too, that I want you to remember is that people don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. Simon Sinek said that. Um, in this, especially, again, right now in the world we're in with the pandemic, I want you to think about it this way. Your smile is now your logo. Your personality is now your business card. And then how you leave other people feeling after that experience with you, especially through video, right? That's your trademark. Brian, what's one piece of advice you might have for a young person who has Tourette's syndrome? You have a voice and a story that matters, and your voice can positively affect other people just by sharing and showing up and being you. So own who you are and know that you are the best you that you can be. On that positive note, I want to thank you so much for being with us here today at Exploring Different Brains. Please tell our audience how they can find out more about you and your work. Yeah, so uh, obviously you can connect with me on LinkedIn. Please send me a personalized invite, letting me know that you saw or heard me and Hacky on Different Brains. Um, I have two giveaways for the audience today. One is a free 15-lesson LinkedIn Jumpstart course that a friend of mine and I put together a bit back. It's got tons of great nuggets for you, you newbies to LinkedIn, or if you've been around and didn't realize that it's an engagement platform now. So We'll have the notes, uh, the link in the show notes, but it's linkedinmasterclass.thinkific.com. And then if you want to chat with me, if you have any questions about how to LinkedIn video for you, your business, you want to talk video strategy, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me. Um, it's calendly.com slash voice your vibe. I've been extending this time uh, more than 15 minutes. It's usually more around 30 now just because I want to help as many people as I can, again, especially in these times that we're in, because, again, it's so important to show up. So those are the best ways. Uh, and, Hacky, thank you so much for having me on your show. I so appreciate you, my friend. And I'm, I'm sending you and all our listeners all my good vibes and, uh, and all my love and, and wish everyone to, to stay safe. And, uh, and we will get through all this together. Brian Shulman. Thank you very much for being with us, and we hope to have you back again real soon. Exploring Different Brains is a production of Different Brains, Inc. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.org.